Hello, and thank you for listening to week two of the Road Trip Playlist podcast. I couldn't be more excited to introduce you to this week's guest, Johnny Gates. Johnny was the second interview that I ever did, and I was still extremely nervous. My nerves soon faded when we bonded over pizza and a mutual love for Brooklyn, New York. Johnny has a fascinating story of how he got into music as a senior in high school in Rhode Island when he started making music. His band, Runaway Saints, ended up moving to Nashville and working with Taylor Swift's producer, Nathan Chapman. Johnny was also a contestant on NBC's The Voice. Since then, Johnny has launched a solo career and has an incredible voice and a special talent for songwriting. Pull up your Apple Music or Spotify and listen to a few of his songs. You'll be glad that you did. So here comes my interview with Johnny Gates after a brief word from our sponsor. All right, perfect. You there? Cool. Yep. Awesome. I'm with Johnny Gates, a musician I love. Um, Johnny, I have to tell you, you were the second interview I ever did, and I wanted you to be the second guest that I had on the Road Trip Playlist podcast. So thank <laughs> you for joining me. How are you doing? Good, man. Well, first off, I love that. That was such a good time in Brooklyn hanging out with you. Um, and yeah, dude, I'm good. I'm actually up in Rhode Island at the moment, staying at my parents' house for a couple weeks. So I'm up here. That's not, how is that? I mean, it's nice that you were able to make it back for, for Mother's Day. How's it been up there? Yeah, it's been good. So I made the drive up from Nashville on Friday. Um, it definitely feels a little more serious up here um, with the whole <laughs> COVID thing. Um, everyone's, you know, doing the proper protocol with the masks and everything. But wanted to come up and, and say hey to the parents. But, um, so yeah, it's good. So I've just been trying to I'll keep my Zoom set up here in my room and doing my parents <laughs> and all that. So trying to work as, as much as I can. That That's good. That's good. And um, I want to go back to our first interview just a little bit, because what has to be said was how nervous I was for that interview. It was the second one that I ever did, but my first one was like, kind of like, kind of awkward. Um, <laughs> I just didn't really know what to expect at all. I was doing it in the van and it was very hot and I could barely, I could barely hear everyone over the over the air conditioner that we had to play because it was so hot. And so oh, I had no idea what to expect, what interviews were like. I'm like, is this fun? Like, does this get <laughs> fun? And then I found out with you that it does get fun. And ours turned out to be really long. We, I feel like most of it, the main takeaway was like pizza and karaoke yep. and how much we both <laughs> loved Brooklyn. Yeah, man. Well, I could not tell that that was only your second interview. You were a total pro. Um <laughs> And yeah, we talked pizza and, and Brooklyn and um, and yeah and, and all that stuff. And you you even went over to uh, the pizza spot that I love down in the Lower East Side, right? Oh well, yeah, Rosario's. It became, yeah, you went and checked it out. <laughs> oh no, did I check it out? It became like my go-to spot. I live. I feel like in New York, I lived at Rockwood and Mercury yep. Lounge, and so anytime I went to those venues. Cause I would do an interview before and then you'd have like three hours to kill. And I'm like, what am I supposed to do? And yep. so Rosario's became my main spot. And I just kind of would set up shop and just wait for the show for the next, for the two hours until, until it was time. But yeah, so thank you. You don't know how much that, that really helped my me, me uh, kind of kill some time in that area. Yeah. I mean, it's in the perfect spot. Like it's right. Like you said, it's right by Rockwood and, Mercury Lounge and like Arlene's is right over there. So yeah, yeah. it's like, I love that spot. I'm, I, it's, it's tough. Like we drove through New York um, and everything in me wanted to just like, you know, pull into the city and go hang out and, and see my friends and everything. New York, I, you know, I love that city. Um, yeah. 
so it's such a bummer to see like how hard it's been hit. And so were you not in New York when everything went down? No, no, I haven't, I haven't been there for a bit. And so I feel very like, it's weird because I've missed it every day since I left and I didn't really know why I was leaving. I always thought I was going to end up back there soon, but my lease was ending and I had to be home for a few weddings. And I was like, okay, I don't want to pay all this per month to just like be gone for two months. And so I was like, Oh, I'll come back. I'll just spend like two months at home. And then here I am. I've stayed, I've, I've been working here. And so I've always wondered why I haven't got back. And like, I felt oddly like lucky that I haven't been there for this. And it was kind of like, Oh, okay. Like I'm glad, but I I keep in touch with my friends there and I just feel bad because it's just like the city you love isn't the same right now. Yeah. It's scary. And it's like in the way it's hit, especially like the creative community and the music industry and everybody's off the road and and like, you just can't play shows. And like, you know, we just talked about how much we love going to Rockwood and and, and going to see shows. It's like, I can't imagine that that city without you know live music and those cool yeah. little clubs and so yeah it's 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 just a bummer. Seriously and yeah that's something I wanted to touch on one what I feel like like quarantine and all this is is harder on the creative community and and especially musicians because a lot of your life re- revolves around seeing shows playing shows um, meeting up and and doing songwriting I know you've been doing a lot of songwriting but but what has this time been like for for you? So for me, like, I personally didn't get hit as hard. I wasn't, um, I wasn't on the road right now. Like, I didn't have to be pulled off the road. I was actually in the middle, um, I was actually in the middle of signing a publishing deal, which at first I was nervous because all the stuff started happening and, and, you know, people weren't even really writing in the office anymore. And so I was nervous that, like, I didn't know what was going to happen with the deal or not, but luckily, like, the deal still went through. Awesome. So I've been pretty fortunate because so basically like Monday through Friday, um, I've been doing sessions. So I basically just set my like studio up in my kitchen. Um, <laughs> and so, yeah. And so like we'll do like a zoom co-write usually start around like 11 and go all day. And then like after that, we'll, we'll try to record, do vocals and guitars in my apartment. And then I'll slide over to whoever is like doing the track. Cause, cause I've been trying to write, um, for an EP that yeah. I think the first single for that is going to come out. We're talking about it right now, but I think it's going to come out in July. Oh, wow. Um, Amazing. Yeah. So it's like, I've been pretty fortunate just because like I was in the middle of writing anyway. And so I've just been like doing more of that. And we've been trying to pick stuff to like sync and doing, doing the publishing thing, which like I haven't had a publishing deal for years. So it's still, it's a, it's newish for me. Uh-huh. Um, so I feel, you know, pretty lucky that I was kind of able to like slide into that. Wow. Yeah. No, that's, that's incredible. Um, with, with the songwriting, does it become, I feel like for me, maybe that's part of the reason why I'm trying to do a podcast in an audio medium is because writing during this became so much harder because it's like, I feel like I should write because I have so much extra time. But then when I sit down, it's like my mind goes to everything else, but there, has it been harder to write during this time or easier it's tough. Like, I know what you mean. Like, I feel like the whole like forced creation and or forced creativity, it's like, that's not the ideal way to, yeah. to create. It's not the ideal way to, to write or, or do any of that stuff. Um, I guess like, yeah, in the beginning, I kind of felt like this pressure to, to write or be creative and do these live streams and like, just do whatever I can. Um, but you know, then you put the news on and it's just like, you, you get, I don't know. I, I was starting to feel like drained. Yeah. So 
feel like I tried to step away and treat it more like it's back to like a Monday through Friday job kind of thing. And so it's, it's, it's been easier with the sessions like set up at 11 and, and it's like, it started to feel a little more natural. Like I, my first sessions were with people that I knew because it's definitely interesting writing with random co-writers over like webcam, you know, like just Skyping <laughs> with someone you've never met before. Yeah. So, um, but the more we started to do it and the more I started to kind of feel like a Monday through Friday kind of thing, it just, I don't know. It's like a muscle, you know, it's like, once you yeah. start doing it, it's like, it felt, it felt a little more natural, but in the beginning, yeah, it was, it was super hard. And I felt all this pressure to, to be creative. And especially like the live stream thing, I just felt like, well, I should be doing something. I should be active. So, um, yeah, I, I totally get what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. When it feels forced, it, it gets a little bit more tough, but, um, I'm glad to hear how it's worked out for you and, and the good approach I need. Sometimes you need to hear that. Cause I'm like, okay, I could, I could change mine a little bit because you kind of get stuck. You hear what everyone else is doing and it's like, dang, I'm kind of jealous that you guys finished a full TV series in like two weeks. I'm like, I've been wanting to watch that too. Yeah, I know. That's, I mean, I've definitely, um, I've been, I've been watching a lot of Netflix. I mean, Ozark that came and went really quick. In my oh yeah. I binged that, but, um, yeah, it's tough. Cause at the same time, it's like, you know, you can only work for so long, you know, <laughs> totally. it's like, totally. I don't want to work all day. I want some like <laughs> semblance of a normal life too. Yeah. No, you've, you've got to have that. Otherwise yeah. you go crazy. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's good to hear. This is, like I said, it is the road trip playlist podcast. You went on kind of this epic road trip at a weird time and drove just this weekend to from Nashville and went yeah. home to Rhode Island. Like you said, I've got to know since it is the road trip playlist, what's on your road trip playlist um, that you played on your drive. And also for like a long drive, what's your go-to like road trip snack? Ooh, I like this. Okay. Um, so as far as music goes, what we were listening to on this road trip, I've been really into the Rustin Kelly record. Oh yeah. Yeah. He's, I mean, like I kind of discovered him like maybe like a couple years ago, maybe like two years ago. Uh-huh. He had like an EP out and then like, the new record came out, I think, last year. So I got really into that. So I feel like any road trip, like even when we're on tour and stuff, we like listen to that record like front to back, like constantly. Yeah. Um, so on this one, we did a lot of Russ and Kelly, um, some Boy Genius. Okay, great. Another good road trip, uh, little EP. Because I mean, Phoebe Bridgers is just like incredible. Oh, we listened oh, to totally. the new Butch Walker record because it oh, came out. You? Yeah, because it came out on Friday, the day that we left. So he did this, like, he's basically calling it, like, a rock opera. So um, you're supposed to listen, like, start to finish. So we did that. And then I was nerding out because, you know, that Michael Jordan documentary has been on. Um, So I listened to, uh, I'm a big Bill Simmons sports, like, his podcast. I'm a big fan of his. Oh, yeah. He was doing a bunch of, like, Michael Jordan content stuff. Um, So I was kind of binging that, too, because I've been, like, obsessed with the Michael Jordan doc. Yeah, no, no, I've been obsessed too. I mean, it's it's right? so perfect. Have you listened to their soundtrack of the? Because that's like one of the best parts is the soundtrack to the yep. to the doc. But the music you, has been like incredible. Yeah, have you listened? They made the full on playlist for of everything that they've played. No, is is it on? Is it on like Spotify or? What yeah, called? yeah, it's Sick. on Spotify. It's on both. So okay, but it, yeah, the no, music's it's been like the last two, seven and eight, especially eight, like 
when he's talking about like his work ethic and he's like kind of tearing up like all these years later, uh-huh. I was just like, this is the coolest thing ever. And then no. the music hits and you're just like, Oh my God. So yeah. It's so, it's, it's amazing. So no, I'm glad you said that. I love yeah. Bill Simmons too. And anything oh. that him or the ringer does. Yeah. Um, the ringer. Yeah. They're so cool. I write for sports too. So like, I love the ringer and I also love that they bring pop culture into Always, always. Yeah, yeah, I love and like um, the watch. I feel like I find all the, like the television shows that I'm trying to watch. I find it on that podcast. I I just found out about that podcast and I'm scared because I know like when I hear about a good show, I get like one track mind like okay, I need to watch it. <laughs> yep. And then especially now, like my sleep schedule does not work with it. I just it's like oh well, I don't have anywhere to be in the morning. I'll I'll watch or. Yeah, just is it's not good for me, but but I will check out that podcast. But I know yeah, what definitely it will check be. it out. <laughs> um, but yeah, so what, what about road trip snacks? So I'm a big fan of the um like the trail mix from Trader Joe's. Okay. So we definitely did that. The one with like cashews, almonds, and cranberries. Oh that's, yeah, that's a good choice. Yeah, I feel like that's like, and it's funny too. We even like did a hike one time back in LA. And it was like a new hike that we had just never, this was actually during the voice. Uh, so I was with a bunch of voice people um, okay. and we did this hike and it was just kind of like a little more intense than we thought it was going to be. And like <laughs> people started getting kind of hungry, like hangry. <laughs> and I had this, that trail mix in my bag and I'm like, I guess I can eat this. And we felt so like we're actually out here on the trail, like surviving on trail mix. So <laughs> that's, that's a big thing. Yeah, so in case anything happens on the road, like, try to have that around. Yeah, that's perfect. Um, yeah. You guys get to do, like, outings like that and stuff on The Voice? Yeah, so we would, um, you know, we would, like, beg and beg to take for them to, like, take us places. One time they took us to the mall. That was pretty cool. <laughs> um, and then one time they took us to, like, this cool hiking thing, and it was, it was you know, it was awesome just because, like, you know, you're in a hotel for so long that any chance to get out, but the views, like, I remember it was, like, super clear. This hike was out in Burbank, um, and it was just, like, really beautiful up there. Wow. Yeah, that's yeah. cool. For for some reason, I was picturing it like you were, are, like, sequestered in this music hotbed where you can only, like, be with your instruments and other contestants. It's, like, kind of, it's kind of like that because, like, you are sequestered, um, but it's funny because, like, you're you're in a hotel, but it's cool because like, you know, you go to the pool and it's like, you know, everybody, or you go to, you know what I mean? You go to the little restaurant, like, you know, everybody. So it's actually really cool. And then while we were doing it, they were shooting that show world of dance. So they were okay. actually like all those contestants were in the hotel too. So it was, we were like wow. hanging out with them. Yeah. We felt like we could like talk to them about it and they would yeah. talk to us about it. It was kind of like, it was cool. <laughs> <laughs> that is cool that's yeah. funny it's just like a uh tv show uh just place where everyone was staying um, i know it's the... like nbc uses like the same couple of hotels so yeah no they've they've got to because i know there's a famous like espn hotel in, okay in bristol if you stay there so now i know there's one in there's one for nbc too there <laughs> yeah yeah if you're ever in uh Next time you're in LA, just hit me up and I'll let you know which hotel to go to. <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll, I'll stop by. Um, yeah. That, what's the food? How do they feed you? How does that work? Is it like stuff from the hotel or? 
so we would get, get like, uh, per diem? Yeah, so we would get um, at one of the hotels, we got a per diem, which was which was actually like really cool. Cause, yeah, like, that's really cool. Yeah, and it's cool because you can kind of walk around too. So we were able to like leave the hotel and, and go like walk down the street. And, and the first time, it was cool because the hotel was actually in my neighborhood. Oh. Um, <laughs> yeah, in Studio City. So it was like we are like I was able to go to like a bunch of restaurants that like I would normally go to. So it felt a little more normal. <laughs> yeah. Um, and the second time around, I think we got we got a per diem, but we also had like like food tickets for like the restaurant downstairs. So, okay. That's cool. So a little That's bit cool. of both. Yeah. Um, during that time, is it like, against, say you bump into a friend at like one of your like neighborhood restaurants you frequent, are you allowed to like talk to them or do you have to like, kind of like separate yourself? I mean, it's weird because like you're, you're like kind of stressed. Like I feel like you're always on edge that something's going to happen that causes you to like be kicked off the show. <laughs> and like, especially like in the beginning, like during the blind audition process, because like something could happen where like, if you mess up, you don't get an opportunity to audition, you know? Yeah. So yeah. during that time, like, yeah, I would see people and like, I would try <laughs> to just like, you know, get, get away from like the main road. And I remember <laughs> I used to like walk home to do my laundry or like walk home to like play video games. Yeah, and I would walk like so out of the way to get to my apartment that I was like I was not on like Ventura Boulevard, which is like the main road. Yeah. Um, but then like the farther you get on the show, you're kind of like, eh, whatever. Like you weren't able to like they didn't want you to drink on the show. Uh huh. Um, but then like by like the end, like everyone's kind of like having beers together, <laughs> you know. <laughs> so it was pretty That's cool. Fun. See, I wasn't expecting to ask any voice questions because I'm like, you probably get sick of it. So I'm sorry. I wasn't planning on it. But when you oh, no, it's up, cool, I was man. like, oh, you got to go on hikes and stuff. I'm picturing like, <laughs> don't talk to anyone. Like, so no, yeah, that's cool. cool. Yeah. <laughs> um, I know we talked a little bit about your path to music in our last interview, but I want to I wanna ask again because I found it very fascinating you kind of fell into like doing music as a career kind of on accident. You were invited or you weren't really seeking it out. You were invited to audition for a band in high school. And one of the main things was they knew that you liked music and that you had cool hair. <laughs> and yeah. <laughs> and so how is it, how has it kind of evolved from, from that time is like, did you ever picture doing this before you were invited? It's weird. Like I never, I didn't, I kind of grew up playing like sports. Like, I, I come from like a sports family and I think that's why I still love sports uh, yeah. so much. Like a lot of my cousins played hockey and I, I grew up playing baseball and basketball. And like my brother was really good at sports. So we just, my dad coached, you know? Yeah. And then um, I went to this one specific high school because they were really good. It was a good sports high school. And then I went there to play sports and then I tried out, you know, for basketball first didn't make the team and then baseball in the spring didn't make the team so it was like oh my god what what is happening and I feel wow. like yeah and around that time I just kind of started to find music and a lot of it was like the pop punk emo you know dashboard confessional saves the day like that whole scene yeah so I just started to listen to that stuff and just became such a fan and then I remember like one specific show I went to go see Saves the Day and the Get Up Kids and Dashboard opened and it was at this venue in Providence, Lupo's. 
And I can remember like being there and just kind of watching what was going on stage and just being like, I want to be up there. Like, I don't want to be in the crowd. I want to be up there. And that was just, yeah, I mean, that was in high school. And then, I mean, I didn't really even sing or anything. I would sing in the car, but I knew like I wanted to do it. And then I got put in this one drama class and I sat behind uh, Jamie, who was my bass player. And he just kind of turned around and like, I wasn't going to college. I, I had gotten like the one school I applied to, I didn't get into. And it was just kind of like a weird time in my life. And then he turned around and was just, he asked me if I wanted to, you know, audition for his band because he thought that if I had long hair, I must mean I'm like a musician. <laughs> you know? <laughs> so yeah, that, that's definitely how it started. That's so funny. And so you went, it's, it's interesting hearing that you went to the school for sports and it was an all boys school and you went for sports and didn't make the teams. How like crushing was that, was, was that feeling? And like, after you chose to go there for, for sports, it was tough. And I think it was, it was probably the first time I'd ever really like, to be honest, like faced adversity or or even like rejection. You know, I went to a pretty small, elementary school junior high school like i graduated junior high with like you know 13 people so it's like so everybody made the team you know like wherever whatever you wanted to play and so and then i just kind of like like and up to that point like all this all all the other teams like nothing was ever really like an issue and so then you know went to this like powerhouse sports school and then didn't make the team and i remember like especially baseball because that was kind of the sport i played forever i remember being like so nervous to, to go walk out, um, just to go tell like my dad, cause my dad was waiting for me. And like, you know, I, oh, I know yeah. he, he was my coach forever. And then I remember like that walk to the car sucked. Like it, it was just like really, you know, it was like the first time I'd ever really felt that before. Um, and then I got into the car and I told him and like, he couldn't have been more supportive, you know, it's just That's like, great. yeah. And it made me realize like, you know what, like this happens. And, and he, you know, told me it's like, it's what you do now that matters, you know, you can wow. either dwell on it or like keep going and thank God, because in the music industry, I mean, I, I face that rejection like daily, <laughs> you know, wow. it's like, I feel like he helped me uh, a lot in that moment, like realize like it's kind of what you do with it and it's how you bounce back up. Yeah. Wow. That's fascinating to hear the connection of like how it's kind of trans that like, memory is also translated to other rejection and, and feeling that in, in this thing that's now, that's now your world. For sure. We, we talked about it in the last one and I found it so interesting and I still think of it. Like, um, it's like I said, pizza is the one thing that stuck with me. Um, <laughs> but really the main thing was just how much like things happen for a reason without you even knowing it, like hearing more about, like you never really like, you were invited to go to a band in a class that you were taking for because it was required. Yeah. And you end up meeting someone that like asks you a question that ends up changing your life. And, and then like hearing that, like also it's prepared you in other ways with, with rejection from your dad, I think is just so cool of, yeah, it's just such a cool thing how much that you were. Cause like you never, you said you like never sang before, but then it turns out you have this incredible voice and you're also this like incredibly talented songwriter, which I know is, is something you learn. But that's my next question is about um, you, you join this band and later you guys decide to, to move to Nashville or you, 
you didn't decide to move right away. You sent an email to Taylor Swift's manager, who wasn't really known at the time, um, to move to Nashville, which as a punk band was kind of an odd move. But you described Nashville as a songwriter's paradise. How did Nashville help you develop into a better songwriter? For sure. It definitely taught me um, the structure of, of songwriting and gave me the, the foundation. Before that, you know, and it's funny because I'm, I'm in Rhode Island. I'm in my old, like, you know, childhood bedroom and, and the drawers and stuff are all full of lyrics, you know, from like the old band. Wow. And if you'd look, it's just like, words and words and words and words and like there really was a structure um it was just like you know the songs were like five minutes long and I feel like Nashville taught me to kind of like channel it into like you know the the, the the structure of a song where it's like verse chorus verse chorus bridge whatever chorus work and, and you know it's like you don't have to follow that every time and it's, it's kind of what you do with it but I feel like it taught me you know, the basics to try to become like a pro professional songwriter. Um, but I do try to hold on to like the, the spirit of the, like the more indie stuff. And like when we were that band, cause I feel like that's the spirit of that stuff is what separates you from like everybody else trying to write songs, you know, definitely, definitely. like me and my bandmates always talk about it, how it's kind of wild because at the end of the day, really it's like, you're kind of working with like four chords, you know? And it's yeah. like the, the songs that, and like trying to differentiate between from yourself and someone else with like using the same four songs. It's super hard, especially in Nashville because it's like everybody is super talented. Um, but it is a songwriter's paradise because it's like you walk down the street and you start talking to someone else who's a songwriter and they automatically get it, you know? Like yeah. in other places, it's, it's tough to kind of explain like what you're living and like, nerd out over like who wrote what song and blah blah <laughs> so when it comes to that it's, it's it's a special place wow yeah that's really cool and and i'm a huge fan of your songwriting it draws mainly from from your own personal experience can it be hard to write that way sometimes yeah i mean it's it's tough because you want to keep it as authentic as possible um but at the same time, it's like we're starting to write so many songs, like especially like I'm doing these, you know, multiple sessions a week. Yeah. And it's like it's you try to find that balance where it's like, OK, like I want to make this authentic. But at the same time, it's like it needs to feel unlike the song that I just wrote yesterday. You know, like yeah. how many times can you write about the same thing? So that's like it's, it's challenging, but it's kind of fun, too. It's almost like putting a puzzle together where it's like wow. it's like I've had these things in my life that have happened to me. And like, so now I put the puzzle together and then it's like, you take it and like rip it apart and then put it back together again for the next song. And, and maybe like, you know, find, find inspiration in something that happened yesterday. And at the same time, it's, it's fun to kind of create stories too, or working with other songwriters. Like it's been fun to kind of draw on like what's happened to, in their lives, you know, but I yeah. definitely try to keep it like as authentic as possible. And when it comes to songwriting, like I really like to be like detail oriented. So that's yeah. where I try to like, that's where I have a lot of fun. Like in the verses trying to make something a little quirky and a little different, you know? Yeah. No, you have a lot of, you have a lot of lines that I love or like the detail. I love the detail in baseball. I love the detail in, in Brooklyn Nights. I love it in so much, so many of your songs. And I wanted to point out one that this line, every time I hear it, like, Every time I hear it, I look forward to it. 
and it's just such an honest line. And it's uh, in Brooklyn Nights. You took a job in Boston, or so I'm told. I hear you're doing awesome, girl. I ain't sold. <laughs> and so, what's it like putting a feeling like that with with that's associated with a person into a song? Yeah, it's it's like it's tough because like when like for that it's for that like lyric in that song especially it's like definitely about like this one person where now it's almost having a life of its own because it's like i feel like i've been able to how do i word this it's like get over the relationship obviously you know but then you have to revisit it like every night yeah (laughs) so it's like it's not the best like coping mechanism um (laughs) but that song especially and you'll appreciate it too because like i wrote that down at the mercury lounge um okay. downstairs that, that's where i wrote like, the night <laughs> wow yeah so it's like that and it's that's a true thing yeah and me and her had like kind of like a moment together in new york and this whole thing but um i'm glad you pointed out that lyric that's definitely one of my favorite uh lines that i have and it's definitely one of the most like real <laughs> yeah it's it's so honest and Thanks, no man. i love it and i'm like playing it i can't imagine Cause it's like, we all have those feelings. And so it's also very relatable because you all have feelings of like relationships like that or memories of people. And it's like, but I like, I hate seeing anything like that. Like when a, I get a year mark thing pop up in like a memory on my phone or some sort of thing yeah. with pictures, it like sucks. But you're also like hearing it all the time with, with playing it in shows and all sorts of things. And I'm like, I can't imagine that. <laughs> Yeah, I guess the only, like, positive is that now it's, like, through something that was so hard to go through, being able to kind of turn it into, like, this song that has led to, like, meeting meeting new people and different opportunities. So it's, like, th- there has been the positives to come out of, like, a super negative experience in my life. Like, that, is, I'm, like, thankful for that, you know? Yeah. But it's super hard to, yeah, you know like no. revisiting an ex like every night you know <laughs> <laughs> no and, and that's great and that's not the only song that, that you revisit an ex so i'm like props to you but but it is feelings <laughs> that i think are important to to hear because i i love it i love the vulnerability yeah and it's like i don't know sometimes i feel like songs should just be conversations you know yeah and it's like that line especially is like super conversational and it's just totally yeah no and you're really good at that. And I don't mean to point out like hard things. I just want to point out the skill and like tact that there is and, and you being able to, to like talk about things in a way that's like relatable and being vulnerable enough to put those in, into songs. I, I'm just always impressed by it. And, and all the songs that I hear um, that, that you've written, they're just all, all kind of have a, along the same lines as that. Thanks, man. I, I appreciate it. And thanks for like picking out lines and stuff. That, that's really cool. Yeah, no, I, I love that line. And it's like, before that was a line I, I literally had it written down i went through my old notebook <laughs> the second interview that i ever did but it was one that i was way too nervous to bring out lines like that and so thank you for acknowledging it because it's like something that i'm always like oh what if it's like a line they don't even like or or something like that and so i appreciate you pointing it out because it, it, it helps me a lot to be be more confident in in asking about that in the in the future for sure, man. I, I appreciate you wanting to talk about it, you know? It's stuff like that that has led to all this, and it's why we do it. So yeah. that's, that's really cool. Definitely. And so I want to talk about some of the other – since we talked, um, you've released a whole bunch of stuff. Is 
is we talked right after the release of or right before the release of the Brooklyn Knights music video. Yeah. And you you told me about baseball upcoming. You showed me you showed me the the album art which it which I love and that was such a fun <laughs> thing for me. And 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 now you you had Bandit which released which another one was just one that I loved and also your self-titled EP Johnny Gates. Um you said in some ways that this project is the official launch of your solo career, but I'm reading a quote from you. Um, but in a lot of ways, I feel like I'm finishing what I started so many years ago when I first arrived in Nashville. I felt more connected to the songwriting process. Some of the tracks came from a late night with only my acoustic guitar and a half empty beer. Others came on noisy nights that I had to stop when the sirens got too loud or the neighbors started complaining. It was as bare bones as possible in all the best ways. This collection of songs truly embody the spirit of why I came to Nashville in the first place and how thrilled I am to be back. Like what a great, great statement and what a great way to describe what you've, what, what all these things that you've created and written and this time that you're at in your life. How has it felt to get some of these songs out into the world? Um, yeah, it's, it's been a rush for sure, especially being back in Nashville. So I moved back to Nashville last, uh, last summer. I was in LA for the past four years, but before LA, I was in Nashville from, I moved there in 2008 and we moved there with like, yeah, we had, you know, we were working with Taylor Swift's producer and we had like this big record deal. Um, <clears throat> but it just like, it, it just didn't really happen. Like we started chasing the single and blah, blah, blah. And so that's why we took off to LA. And so when I started putting these songs together. Like I knew that I was going to end up back in Nashville. I just wanted to kind of get there the right way. And so once, you know, once I started working on these things, I had this mission of like, I want to go back to Nashville with this music finished and release it because I had waited like years there, you know, and didn't really release anything. And so that's like, that's why I kept saying like, this is my first official thing back. Like this is my solo stuff. And like Bandit and Cliche in Brooklyn, those were kind of just like, the first couple songs for the project, you know, and we did those yeah. in LA with like my really good friends. Um, but the EP was kind of like, all right, here's my collection of stuff. And like, this is me back as a Nashville artist. So to have those songs out there and like, especially something like dive bar, it's like, it's just sonically. It's like, I've been, I've been having really, you know, I've been having a lot of fun with, with that specific genre. Like I don't even really know what it is, but it's been a lot of fun. Like, getting the sound that's been in my head that has kind of been in my head since I moved to Nashville in 2008, finally out, you know? Wow. So, yeah. That's incredible. And, and what, what did that time in LA, how did that help prepare you for, for this release and, and reunion with Nashville? The time in LA was like absolutely incredible. I mean, I feel like LA woke me up, you know, it's like, I like, it was, I was back out there, like, in a city where, like, I think I knew, like, three people. And L.A. is, you know, like, I mean, you've lived in New York. It's, like, it's massive out there. Yeah, yeah. I've also lived in California, so. Okay, so you get it, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. Um, and I'm from the East Coast, so it's, like, totally different. It's, like, a different, <laughs> wow. different planet, you know? Um, yeah. But it was kind of cool because, like, I didn't have the big record deal anymore. didn't have a publishing deal. didn't have a man. I didn't, I, like, at first, I didn't have anything. Wow. So I had to slowly start to build and build, and it just... I don't know. It kind of made me remember like who I was before like the record deal and, and that kind of stuff. Um, because in LA, it's a little more like, what are you doing, man? Is it cool? Cool. Like where in Nashville, sometimes you can kind of get caught up with genres. And I think yeah. I fell into that trap before. Um, yeah. And 
you know, there are definitely outlets in Nashville that aren't like genre specific and it's, and it's awesome, especially East Nashville. And like Nashville's changed a lot, but in LA, you have a little more freedom, I think, to just kind of like, I don't know, create and just figure it out, you know? Um, yeah. And I needed that. And I think that's where a lot of those songs came from. And I needed to just make music in my apartment and, and learn how to record and learn how to get my vocal the way I wanted it. And yeah, it pissed off some of the neighbors for sure. Um, <laughs> but it's like, it's Hollywood, you know, people create there like that's, and I miss that. I do. I miss like walking to a coffee shop and seeing people writing scripts. And I think I'll, wow. I think I'll most likely end up back out there at some point um, to, to live. But for now, Nashville is the right spot. And I missed it. I, I like creating in Nashville. It's fun. You know, I yeah. feel like a Nashville artist. And I think a lot of that is the, the music world community just kind of ex, ex, like accepted me when I moved there. You know, Awesome. Awesome. And so along, along with, with all the stuff that you've, you've recently released, I know you have an EP coming up. You mentioned the first single in July. What are you most excited for with your upcoming projects? Well, it's, it's really cool because this time around, we're, it's like we're starting to have a little more structure to the, to the project. So having um, the publishing deal in place, uh, my publisher, Emily, has been like amazing at the, at the company, Deluge. Um, so me and her have kind of been like in the trenches, like putting, to, putting a team together. So we've been talking to like some new managers, we've been having some really good conversations with new labels too. So I feel like the, there's going to be a big push behind this project. Um, wow. When before, with the EP, um, I was very new to Nashville, like, to be back there again. And then I released Sucker Punch, but which that was kind of, like, a quick one-off thing that I wanted to do. I feel like this is going to have, like, a proper push behind it. So I'm excited uh-huh. to see, like, what the songs can do um, with that kind of push, you know, like, to, to having a shot. I feel like the songs will have a shot. Um, and I, rec- I wrote and recorded them with, like, some of my best friends um in LA and so and and some of the newer songs are from Nashville too which is really cool yeah that's really that's amazing that's really cool um I'm excited I hope that I hope that they write teams in place so that they they can get the play that they deserve because because I know they're going to be great um thanks man yeah it's like it feels like the, the team's really coming together um so it's been it's been like you know I've been super grateful for that um, I have five questions. I appreciate the time. This this went by really fast, and I appreciate your answers to everything. Um, I have five questions that I've written to ask at the end of every one of these podcasts. Cool. And so the first one is if you had the choice, if you had to choose between uh, the breakfast food group, lunch food group, or dinner food group for every meal, Ooh. which one would you choose? Oh my God. Um. This is tough. I think I would go breakfast. I think I would I'm, go breakfast. Thank you. I I bond with people that choose breakfast and right on. You're the first one ever, so so I feel bonded because that's definitely all right, so my. So it's choice. you and me. It's you and, and me. You have it all. Like people say, like oh, I want dinner. Like you get steak, and I'm like steak and eggs. Yeah. People want pizza. People do pizza for breakfast all the time. Yeah, it counts. You're, it counts. You're you're only missing salads, like and. And I'm not going to lie, though, in L.A., I started to notice, like, I would have an omelet and it would come with a salad, so. Oh, okay. Now, okay, now there's no reason to ever doubt breakfast. Okay. Yeah. Thank you for that. Breakfast does everything. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Number two, I've asked you before, 
Um, I'm curious if it's changed and it's one of my favorite questions and we definitely bonded over this. So when it's 1130 on a Friday night, um, what song are you singing on karaoke? Oh my God. All right. I think it probably has changed. Um, Cause I started to, I was like super, uh, I'd get weird at karaoke, but I feel like now I've started to have fun with doing like old emo songs. So okay. I feel like it's really fun. If I'm going to go all out, Doing cute without the e that taken back Sunday song. I think that's um, my that's my go to karaoke song now. <laughs> okay, I would I would love to see that. Okay, that's cool. Yeah, I know karaoke was one of the main things that we bonded over, <laughs> or at least like you were the first person. I think you've been the best answer to that question that like got excited about that. Um, but also then when I heard it in one of your songs, I was like, yeah, I know why I know why karaoke. I'm a big fan of Johnny Gates. We would go to all those, like, there's so many good spots in L.A., especially in Koreatown, those, like, private karaoke rooms. Uh-huh. Um, and, like, I feel like I had a birthday party at one of those things. And it's just, like, it's really <laughs> fun because you get those private and, like, you really just get to go for it. So, yeah. yeah. Okay, that's incredible. Um, another one is guilty pleasures on tour. So if it's, like, maybe a food that you go to or some sort of, like, thing that you do and only do on tour, kind of. I feel like ugh, fast food. I mean, <laughs> and it's just because like sometimes you get out of a venue and it's so late and nothing yeah. else is open yeah. and it's just brutal. But like, <laughs> I mean, I'll try to get like, I don't know. Like if we go to McDonald's, I'll try to get like maybe chicken tenders or something, but like, uh, okay. But like, I mean, you know, I'd say fast food's my guilty pl- or like Taco Bell has those veggie tacos. Uh huh. I feel like that's not even bad, you know? No, Cause no. like, you know, but I feel like definitely um, tour, yeah, the the fast food stuff is pretty tough. <laughs> yeah, no, I talk about, yeah, that's a great choice. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, no, that's what I, that's what I imagine tour like. When I went on a road trip with my mom as a kid, it was like we we didn't get fast food a lot growing up. Yep. Until we were older, but it was like anytime we went on a road trip, it was just like anything you want from the gas station, anything you want from like fast food i'm like wow this is things have changed so i've always been curious i still have a dream to somehow go on tour um yeah so we'll see if that happens and i would say too like because this is a road trip like this is a podcast for road trips i would say um uh definitely the the veggie tacos because it's like it it feels healthier also if you're ever looking like because when you're on the road like you're trying to find a bathroom or whatever yeah fast food that is my like advice always go to a fast food spot and just use the bathroom because they're always the cleanest. It's not okay. like a rest stop, you know? Yeah. It's not a truck stop. And there's, and there's usually, like, it's usually empty, you know? Yeah. So I would say, like, okay. yeah, if you're looking for a clean restroom on the ba- on, on tour <laughs> or on the road, always just go to McDonald's. Like, it's always clean. Okay, pro tip. I like yeah. it. Yeah. Um, and then number four is one band that's not currently together that you'd like to hear one more EP from. Hmm. Um, this is interesting. Uh, one, uh, I mean, I would say, uh, hmm, this is a really good question. Cause just, I've had some, I mean, we can get real. There's been a couple, like two of my favorite artists have kind of gotten into some trouble. Um, you know, cause I'm big brand new is like my favorite band growing up. Uh-huh. And then, um, I'm a massive Ryan Adams fan. Oh yeah. And so, so he had that band before he kind of turned into a solo artist, Whiskey Town, which is kind of what started me listening to even like country music. They were like an all country band. Um, yeah. 
So, I mean, I don't know if he's ever even going to do music again at this point. Um, really? Yeah. Like, I don't, it's a, it's a whole thing. Um, yeah. but, um, as far as songwriting goes, like I, I really like, he was a massive, that heartbreaker record was a big influence. Yeah. Me. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's tough though. I don't know if those guys would ever do music again. I would say though, if Whiskey Town ever did get back together and put out an EP, that'd be really cool. But um, yeah. I don't know if that's ever going to happen. Yeah. Okay. Well, what about yeah. you? Um, oh, that's a good question that I've never asked myself. Um, it's, a t- it's a tough one, right? Yeah, it's it's very tough, which is also unfair if I'm asking it and don't have the answer. <laughs> um, There's just so but, many good bands. Yeah, and it's just. Yeah, who do you choose? Um, I I always joke like my mind first goes to like also my go-to karaoke song and it's Destiny's Child. Like if Destiny's Child put out another song, but that's not like the classic like timeless thing you want. It's like oh, it's fun for for a moment. And so yeah. I'm gonna have to text you that when I think of it. Yeah, let me know. Let me know. Because yeah, I want a better answer. I don't want it to be Destiny's Child, but I do love me some Destiny's <laughs> Child. Yeah, man, no that. that's a good karaoke um, song. Um, and then the the last question I like to ask is is who's an interesting guest that you think I should have on the Road Trip Playlist podcast? Ooh, you know who's a, all right. My friend Ryan, uh, you know Ryan Cabrera. Yeah, he's such a good interview man, and he's great because when we did our first actual um, like full U.S. like two month long tour, we did it with Ryan. Uh, wow. We went out opening for him. Yeah. And um, he just became one of my like, really good friends and kind of like took us under his wing and um, introduced me to like all my friends in LA. And he's just like a pro and he's been doing it forever. And he's just like a solid, solid dude and a good hang. And I feel like if you're looking to talk to somebody about touring and the road um, and who's also just like a genuinely like just great person, I would say uh, definitely Ryan Cabrera. Incredible. That's awesome. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I would love to interview him. Uh, do you mind if I email him and say that, that that was your answer to the question? Put that put that as the header. Put that as the subject line. Yeah. <laughs> Johnny Gates recommends. Definitely. 1,000%. <laughs> Tell him I said what's up. <laughs> Thank you so much. Um, I really appreciate your time. Is there anything that you want to say before before like we end the interview? No, I just... Uh, Man, it's uh, it's just good talking to you, and I I can feel your passion for music, just like you know, through the phone, and I had such a good time, you know, working with you in Brooklyn. It was such a good interview. I just feel like you're you're kicking butt. I just keep doing your thing, man, because like this was this was such a good interview. Thank you. That means a lot. It's it's always like it's. I think you give a lot. You're very giving with your answers, and I really appreciate it. I appreciate you just being willing to to come on and, and talk to me again because yeah, like I said, this was the interview, like interviewing you was the one that gave me like confidence and like, okay, I like actually want to try this. Cause it was always a secret dream of mine. The one you don't ever tell people you want to do. And for sure. then, so, so it was a big moment. Like our interview was a big moment for, for me. So I hope, you know, like it was like, it's helped me a lot with just being like, okay, I'm going to put myself out there and really give this a shot. Dude. And you crush it, man. Every time. So I'm excited to see like what you do next and in, in, in this whole thing. Best of luck with the new project. Thank you. I appreciate that. And I want to ask, how do you think the Yankees will do if there's a season this year? Oh, I think they're going to do awesome. I think they're going to be back. I think like, you know, I feel like this last year was tough because like they did awesome. And then it was just kind of like, ugh. but um, yeah, I think we have it. I do.
I, no, I, think this is, I really think they're going to win the World Series this year. Because we have the pitching now, you know? It's scary. If they can stay healthy, but even last year when they didn't stay That's healthy, the they still were, like, so good. They almost played better when everybody was like, when all like the young guys were in. Yeah, you know? yeah, just randomly, it's crazy. But yeah, they ran into the problem where they just had too many people at the end. Um, <laughs> but then pitching, you know, and I mean, like, come on, let's talk about Houston. A little sketchy, right? <laughs> I know, I know, I know. <laughs> it's messed up. They would have had another one. I know, I know. So I think that was crazy. Yeah, but I'm excited. I can't wait for sports to come back. I know uh, it's I... like. Who knows when it will, when if fans will even be involved, but they need to do it, you know, the right way. But um, I can't wait to just, to just, I don't know, chill and watch the Yankees this summer, you know? Oh, yeah, it's been killer. That's the worst part about not being in New York or close to a stadium. Well, now I'm like, oh, luckily there isn't going to be much, maybe. Yeah. But I'm hoping it gets back because I would drive down to California in a heartbeat to see a game. Yeah, we'll have to go to, like, a Dodgers game. That'd be cool. Yeah, no, let's do it. We still need to do karaoke. I want to see a game. So... Yeah, I hope to see you again soon. Sounds good, man. Likewise. Thank you. I really appreciate your time. All right, Thomas. Later. Bye. Thank you again for listening to the Road Trip Playlist podcast and my interview with Johnny Gates. And thank you to Johnny for his music and his time. He is such a nice and talented dude, and I really appreciate a lot of what he shared in our interview. Please subscribe, rate, and review to the podcast. Let me know in your review someone that you want to hear interviewed on the Road Trip Playlist podcast, and I will make a request. Next week, we have a great guest, Beta Radio, on the show, so be expecting that episode coming next week on Wednesday. And until then, I hope you have a great week, and I look forward to you listening again.